Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the SPP Sunday Punch Podcast. It's been a while, but I wanted to jump back on the mic because I watched the fantastic boxing match last night. Gervonta Tank Davis took on Ryan Garcia. Man, is he good looking. And the announcers couldn't stop saying that the entire night. Um, we were watching it, me, Charlie, and Monty. And they were doing the promo for the fight before it came on. I knew Gervonta I knew was going to win just by what was happening. Gervonta, they showed Gervonta Davis fight like training in a, like a dark Baltimore gym. Just like full sweat, blasting a heavy bag. And then they flashed to Ryan Garcia's in Beverly Hills at like a cocktail party eating empanadas and talking to hot chicks it's like come dude if you want to fight you gotta be in the dark basement (laughs) you can't enjoy anything you have to be brought up from the dirt like mike tyson like george foreman I guess the only one that's like outside of that mold is Muhammad Ali. But anyways, we're going, we're watching Ryan Garcia and he's, uh, you know, eating shrimp and uh, sipping champagne. Gervonta is like in a dark hole. And then another, another not so good sign is Ryan Garcia comes out and he's, he comes out to a like Sarah McLaughlin song, whereas Gervonta uh, hired Chief Keef to come out and rap <laughs> as his entrance song. Uh, another another check mark for Gervonta. Um, and then we got into the match, and I'll tell you what. Before we get into like what actually happened, overall, I, I was just giving Ryan Garcia shit, but he's a great fighter. He's quick. Leaves himself open defensively too much. Obviously, you get knocked down twice. Uh, but it was a great fight. I want to see it again. Uh, Ryan's going to have to probably do three fights before we get this rematch. But overall, just the fact that they were able to get this fight and make it happen was amazing. Because in the world of boxing, between the promoters and the different promotion companies and all of the business that goes behind, not to mention the boxer doesn't want to lose his reputation as an undefeated fighter and lose that aura, uh, for this to happen, at and, you know, Gervonta's 28 and Ryan is 25, it's awesome for the sport of boxing because the balance of risk and reward uh, often keep in, keeps undefeated 
and extremely popular fighters from stepping into the ring for big showdowns like this. Uh, Floyd Mayweather is probably the best known example. Uh, he ducked, uh, who was it? Paul Williams, Miguel Cotto, Antonio Margarito, Shane Mosley, Claudie, Manny Pacquiao. And all of those guys were in their primes and fighting and beating each other around like, when was that? 2007, 2009 range. And, you know, he did end up fighting three of those guys later, but it's fair to say that he avoided them during the prime. Adrian Broner did it in 2014 uh, with fights against the 161st ranked and, and 28th ranked light heavy, uh, welterweights, not heavyweights. Um, and Danny Garcia did it in the same year. So, I mean, it goes back quite a while. Um, you don't want to lose your, reputa- your reputation, you know? You just want to be known as this like unstoppable force which is like how you get to the Mike Tyson stratosphere of fame right so gotta give it to both guys uh decided the reward outweighed the risk stepped into the ring and uh was a great fight it's the right decision too I think both of their star power went up they gave the fans what they wanted to see um Garcia definitely didn't have to do this fight, and he would have, he could have had like five other fights and like really become like a legend before fighting Gervonta. But, you know, credit to him. He t- he signed the contract. Um, he had a hydration clause, so even after the weigh in, he could not weigh over, uh, I believe it was 10 pounds over. And so he had to, you know, He's usually a 140 guy. He had to go down to 135, and then he had to stay at 145. He couldn't get up to, like, 150, 155. So he probably felt a little weak going in there. Uh, But you know what? He gave the fans what they wanted to see, and I thought that was awesome. So let's get into the fight, which, uh, as mentioned, was very entertaining. Uh, Garcia, both guys are so fast, man. Um, Both are very good boxers. Uh, Ryan Ryan gets shit because he's like Instagram famous and as the announcers mentioned 4,000 times good looking um, but man can he fight he's quick uh, the only negative and he even acknowledged this after the fight was he left himself open uh, defensively because he was being aggressive he was being the aggressive one and you really can't do that with Gervonta because he's such a great counter puncher so it looked like he had a little. It looked like he had him in trouble. Ryan had Gervonta in trouble in the second round, but of course, uh, Gervonta just ducked under uh, a hook and landed a perfect strike, which uh, put Ryan on his back. Uh, but he, I'll tell you what, Ryan does have a good chin. He got up immediately and uh, and and fought then till the seventh round, back and forth, back and forth. And um, Gervonta, after that knockdown, looked like he was more comfortable. Ryan looked like he was more timid. And then Gervonta really started just peppering him with body shots. And then the seventh ducks another hook and lands a brutal shot to the ribs, which... uh, And it wasn't the ribs. They said it was liver. So, I mean... (laughs) Matt, so everyone's calling him on Twitter. They're like, oh, 
oh, okay, he gave up. I mean, he gave up, dude. It's a bunch of incels with potato chips on their belly saying, oh, dude, he gave up. Meanwhile, like, Ryan Garcia does, like, 4,000 sit-ups a day and probably, like, runs 10 miles and is probably the most, like, perfectly sculpted athlete of all time and some some dipshit with like a chocolate ice cream stain on his eight-year-old t-shirt that he wears to bed is like god gave up dude he gave up it's like dude if gervonta davis punched you in the liver you would die I'm not I'm not joking about that. If Gervonta Davis punched you as hard as he could in the liver, you would have to take a leave of absence from work for like a year and it would be touch and go that you didn't die. Yeah, no, no, come on, he's gotta get up there. Choking down peanuts and random items he found in his cabinet and then he's getting on Twitter and he's got his like potato chip grease thumbs. Yeah, I gotta get up there. Look, I thought Ryan Garcia proved he's a fighter, which is the number one thing people were calling him, oh, he's an Instagram fight. No, Ryan Garcia is a boxer. He's very good. Um, Gervonta's just better. Gervonta... <laughs> basically was adopted by a boxing gym when he was seven years old. He's from Baltimore, the streets of Baltimore, okay? It's a, it's it's fucking rough in ba- Baltimore. So he's just he's just got the advantage of that. He's also older, so he's been boxing longer. Um, he's seen a little bit more than Ryan has, and I think it's a good uh, learning opportunity opportunity for Ryan. So I don't know what sits next for both of these guys. Uh, Davis is in an odd space. Uh, so he's the new face of boxing, right? But, um, you know, at 135 pounds, you got Haney, and Haney's already set to defend his four, uh, four world titles against uh, Limit. Lomachenko. Vasily Lomachenko on May 20th. I'll be watching that one, too. Um, and then it's up in the air. Um, they're both top rank fighters, uh, so they have a lot of power in what happens with those belts. Um, oh, no, sorry. Davis is not a top rank fighter. But, I mean, we'll see if he fights uh, Haney. Um, they're going to wait until whoever wins that. Uh, Davis also has some legal troubles. He was involved in a hit and run, so I don't know if he could actually go to jail for that. I'm not sure, so you never know. Once you become a superstar like Davis just did, you know, the rules tend to bend for you. Um, so I I actually don't, you know, he doesn't, he made Garcia do the hydration clause, so obviously he doesn't want to go up to 140, um, so, but really, he's such a star now that you could throw anybody in the ring with Gervonta Davis, kind of like McGregor, and people are going to buy the fight, so. I'm just waiting for the rematch <laughs> in two years. And then for, uh, Ryan, 
So, like I said, yeah. So this is the second time he got dropped. Uh, he got dropped first by Luke Campbell. Uh, but he shows he, you know, he got up both times, so he's got a good chin. Um, not getting finished on clean shots, uh, but the defensive liabilities have to be addressed for sure because these guys are fast and these guys are strong, and you cannot leave your chin unprotected. Um, so he might have to like tone it down, be a little bit more f more Floyd Mayweather based, and um, lose a little bit of the aggression, but be more of a counter puncher. Um, the other thing that he's got to do now is, you know, whether that criticism that he's getting from fat idiots on Twitter, but, you know, that is like a mental, like if he is on social media and he's a young guy, right? Like that mental part of it's real. So, so I mean, to me, I wouldn't even give a shit. I mean, like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about what some Twitter dipshit says but you never know a lot of these guys are a little bit sensitive now so could be affecting him in the in the near future um but it, you know what was funny um well now garcia says that he wants to, this isn't the funny part but garcia says he wants to go up to 140 and there's a and fight whoever but there's a lot of good fighters at 140 so it's going to be interesting to see their careers go from here. Uh, Conor McGregor stopped by uh, after the fight and told Ryan that he's the future of boxing. And then meanwhile, McGregor looks like he's on like 95 different steroids and been drinking 45 gallons of whiskey each day. So I don't know. I love McGregor, as everyone knows. But man, he looks like he's got nothing left in the tank. I'd be very surprised if he beats Chandler later this year. But who knows, man? Who knows? Um, so that's what I wanted to get on here for um, and talk about that fight. What else happened? Oh, I saw Evil Dead Rise, which was, I would give a, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. If you like Evil Dead, you're going to like it. Um, I took... I went with Charlie and Monty. They did not like it. It's probably the goriest movie I've ever seen. But at a certain point, like, someone's head getting blasted by a chainsaw, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, that's normal now. I'm okay with this now, you know. You see it the first time, and you kind of react viscerally. By the 15th head shop, you're like, what do I care? I've seen 14,000 gallons of blood in this movie. I... I would say a redeeming quality of it is whenever the demon speaks, solid, solid, uh, solid effect on when the demon's uh, speaking for sure. Definitely not scary, I would say. More of like kind of disgusting. <laughs> scary movies this year. Let me let me do my top three scary movies this year. Um, Smile. I believe I talked about that on one of these uh, podcasts. Psychologically frightening. They use they use the entity sparingly, so it's more psychological. Uh, Smile was just a fantastic horror movie. 
See No Evil was also a fantastic horror movie this year. Um, <laughs> See No Evil is about a couple that invites another couple to stay with them. Like, they meet on vacation, and then they're like, you should visit us. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, you know, like how you do on vacation. But then they're like, no, you, like, they get an invite. And they're like, you should come. And the the whole movie is kind of about being polite to a fault and, like, never saying, like, wait a second, I'm not doing this anymore. It's just like, no, give him another chance, give him another chance, and then at the end, it's really brutal. <laughs> but it's good. If you like horror like I do, um, I would go with See No Evil. Um... I started this off saying I'm going to do my top three, but I didn't really have a, um, I didn't have a plan when I'm just freestyling here. All right, well, number three, I'll probably go with uh, Barbarian. Goes off the rails at the end, but I would say the first 65 to 70% of that movie is fantastic. So if you haven't seen Barbarian which is uh, a woman stays at an Airbnb in a rough neighborhood. And downstairs, I'll tell you, downstairs, she finds a, uh, a secret passageway which leads even farther down into the depths. So the house has like this weird <laughs> dungeon. And uh, a lot of shit is, goes wrong in that dungeon. But the best part about barbarian is it's told from like three different stories so like an hour in they tell that story and then they jump and you are basically starting a new movie and it, it that part is really cool like i said it goes off the rails at the end but what are you gonna do it's a horror movie okay they're not all gonna be hereditary they're not all gonna be awesome so but smile smile was awesome and if you and if you haven't seen Hereditary, you that's a must see. That's a must see in the horror genre. Um, all right, that's all I got for you. Uh, I'm gonna uh, jump on again this week after, and I'll talk a little NBA playoffs. But thanks for joining for a short episode of the Hold out a scheme and turn all the demons, we make it run it.